Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a spoiler-free review episode. It's been a while since I've been on one of these, um, and not that long for our other guy, but we'll talk about him in a second. We're here to talk about Space Jam, a new legacy, the movie that some people asked for and a lot of people didn't, and probably still about the same right about now. Uh... Starring LeBron James and Bugs Bunny and Don Cheadle and Daffy Duck and pretty much every single character and actor and person that's ever appeared in a Warner Brothers movie in the history of movies. Um, this is an interesting one. I'm, I'm very intrigued to talk about this one today. My name is Ben and I look expensive. And my name is Colin, and I upgrade things all the time. I mean, look at Ben, for instance. He was hideous, and now he's adorable. Right, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't don't look at Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been waiting over a thousand episodes for you to say that to me, Colin. Thank you very much. Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Colin. Uh, I saw this movie about two weeks ago. The advanced screenings in Australia. How lucky was I? Uh, you yourself um, saw it on a TV screen. because somebody might have hooked you up um yeah i've been sitting on this for a while for my thoughts uh you've not so much so how about we start with you colin as such a huge fan of the original (laughs) mr rent what did you what would you you think of lebron once again trying to pretend to be michael jordan okay so first i'm just gonna say i'm seeing a lot of angry people online who are complaining about this movie's awful blah 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 it doesn't compare to the original And just going back to what I said on our original Space Jam review, I watched the original Space Jam when it came out a couple times. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in almost 25 years. Uh, And then when I rewatched it, I said, that's okay. It's nothing special. Uh, And to all those entitled millennials who think that the original was something brilliant, this movie's not that different. It is... Also, okay, (laughs) it's nothing special. Uh, Jamie was mocking this movie. Now, she also hasn't seen the original Space Jam in like 25 years. She had wanted to rewatch it before seeing this. She's like, do you think that uh, I'm going to need to rewatch the original? I'm like, Jamie, it's a basketball player playing (laughs) with the Looney Tunes. I don't think there's going to be major plot points you're going to miss if you skip the original. But she was just mocking, oh, this is so dumb. Oh, this is so poorly written. This guy's such a terrible actor. And every single thing she said is you're pretty much describing the original as well. (laughs) Having said that, I do think the original is slightly stronger for this for some very minor superficial reasons. But for anybody out there who thinks the original is something special, I mean, yes, you have nostalgia for it. But if you were to rewatch the original today, you would probably have the exact same reaction you had to New Legacy. 
Um, I will say no, because I am one of those millennials who absolutely loves the original. I bought it. It was in my top 50 movies of all time. I'm sitting here wearing my original Toon Squad shirt. So, uh, no, you're an idiot. Uh, but having said that, um, I didn't hate this movie. I, I didn't love this movie. It's there. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I think your summary is, is perfect. It's, it's fine. It's adequate. But as someone who loves the original so much, uh, I, I disagree the fact that it's about the same as the original. I, I think that, you know, the, the, the issue with this film that I have is that while the, the original was fun, it took itself for what it is. It was just silly. It made fun of itself. I mean, it was just a movie that knew what it was. This movie kind of goes a bit too like, oh, let's send a message to everyone. Oh, like, oh, look at this, look at that. And that kind of threw me off. Um, People are complaining about all the references and kind of, you know, this is basically a big, huge uh, ad for what Paramount Plus or whatever the hell it is or HBO Max or whatever the one Warner's involved in. And it kind of is. But, I mean, the original was a giant ad for basketball shoes. So, again, can't really complain. But, um, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's better than I was probably expecting. It's not Independence Day Resurgence, which just makes me angry at the world and that I wasted <laughs> my money on something we didn't need a sequel for. At the end of the day, this is so separate to the original. I mean, it's it's kind of almost just inspired by the original. Like, there's a couple of references here or there. There's one moment in this movie that literally made me laugh out loud. Um, oh. And outside of that, uh, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, uh, first I'll start with some defenses of it. Uh, what you're saying about sending the message, I actually like that just in terms of this movie's about something. Is it perfectly executed? Is it even well executed? No. But what is the original about? I mean, even if you try to say it's about him going to baseball and then realizing he, his love for basketball again, that is so poorly executed in the original. You're not even sure that's what the movie's about when you get to the end. This one, at least you know what it's about. And again, it's not perfectly executed. It's cliched. It's, you know, father-son drama, uh, melodrama, wherever you want to call it. Uh, but it's at least something. So it has, I think, a little bit more thought put into it. This is a little bit less of a commercial than the original was because they at least said, let's try and make a story. Let's try and make a movie. And even the Looney Tunes characters, there is some character development there from the original, which the original didn't have. I, I Again, I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're 100% right, but that's not what I want from my Space Jam. Hashtag not my Space Jam. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I want my Space Jam to be silly and pointless and not have a message at the end of the day. I just want to watch a famous basketball player play, play basketball against the Looney Tunes. That's all I want. That's all I need. That's, that's exactly what I need. I don't watch the Looney Tunes cartoons for substance. I don't watch, you know, Elmer Fudd shooting Bugs Bunny to go, well, this is a commentary on on gun violence in America. I watch Elmer Fudd shooting (laughs) Bugs Bunny because it's fun and it's silly and it's stupid, kind of like the original spaceship. I don't want a message about LeBron James realising that your kid can either be good at basketball or creating video games. I mean, that's not real life. LeBron James' kid is going to probably be better than him. We know the real (laughs) story. Like, good on you, LeBron, for acting better than MJ sometimes. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't want it. Hashtag not my Space Jam. Don't want a message in my Space Jam movie. I want silly, goofy, shitty fun like the original. That's my biggest complaint about this movie. 
So I can kind of agree with you only because I can relate it to one of my great guilty pleasures, which is Liam Neeson movies. Uh, <laughs> I can remember seeing Taken for the first time. My my, um, my sister-in-law was hosting some type of party, like it's not Tupperware, but whatever those <laughs> modern day Tupperware things is. Epicure, I think, is one of them, which is like, you know, seasonings and spices. There's floral arrangement those, those girly parties you know and <laughs> girly parties <laughs> my brother said, girly party fans <laughs> listening today well my brother said we need to get out of the house because uh you know i i don't want to be here for this sorry yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I to date this episode uh i'm watching the olympics australia just scored a second goal against freaking argentina in soccer this is like when germany beat canada at the olympics in ice hockey ages ago like it's it's so unexpected sorry go australia but anyway so it, it almost just became a tradition every time my sister-in-law had one of these girly parties my brother's like i need to get out of the house i don't know what to do <laughs> i remember the first time we went to go see rambo like the fourth rambo movie so it's just, I need something like so extremely masculine that it helps me get over even the party prep for all this girly party stuff. So Taken was coming out. And at this point, I mean, we both love Liam Neeson, but he wasn't like the action star he is now. Uh, but we went to go see Taken because it had just come out and we're like, oh, it's Liam Neeson. And he's going to be punching people in the throat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but well, the first 15 minutes, if you remember that, or first 20 minutes of Taken, it's a lot of this, you know, father, daughter, uh, you know, sad story and oh he's such a great dad and oh he misses his daughter and we actually verbally were yelling out in the theater enough of this lovey-dovey stuff kill somebody <laughs> we're screaming this <laughs> in the theater <laughs> and eventually the movie does get there but yeah the, i i can see if 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 you go into something wanting i don't want any of this you know extra add-on garbage i just want something that's silly and fun and in looney tunes i can kind of get that but i mean I, I can at least say this movie had a lot more thought put into it now as for the negatives of this i'm gonna say the things that are gonna hold this back from uh being as good as the original space jam from somebody who rewatched space jam and said that was just okay uh this movie is way too long like the original was what probably just under 90 minutes i don't even think yeah. it was a full 90 minutes about there yeah. this movie is pushing two out and it feels it and uh, i also was saying with the original space jam that they took too long with the basketball game in the end which i think was like 35 40 minutes of the movie it's an hour into this movie when the basketball game starts the movie is almost two hours long like we did not need half of this movie to be the basketball game uh there were so many parts of this like you know you could have cut three of these scenes out you could have cut these scenes short uh but Again, it, it, you know, if you were to condense this movie, if you were to make this the same running time as the original, I feel like it would just be on par. The other thing it's missing is it's missing a Bill Murray. Uh, a lot of the other actors in here that are just filling the roles, I thought were better than the original. Don Cheadle, oh. better villain than Danny DeVito. Don Cheadle is this movie. Yeah, He is uh, the star of this movie, 100%. Yeah. The kids, slightly better in this movie. Uh, the uh, assistant or whatever, uh, you know, he's not Wayne Knight, but I think that he gave me some good chuckle moments that I like. The wife's slightly better in this movie, but you don't have a Bill Murray. Yeah. And, and I think this was really missing them because we talked about what really made the last act of Space Jam work was inserting Bill Murray in there where you would get some genuine laughs out of the audience. And they do throw a couple of, you know, real actors in here Unfortunately, they kind of waste them early in the movie as opposed to saving them from the end. But I, I can just imagine there's there's a joke in this movie about Kevin Hart. 
And all I could think about at the end of this movie was this movie needed something like Kevin Hart in it to, to really, really pull you in in the last scenes. Yeah. I like, I, I, one thing actually you mentioned the jokes. I'm glad you said that. Probably the jokes are better in this movie. Like, I mean, I'm not saying the original is not funny because, like, I laugh in the original and you, I think, criticize the humor, but. Just, I mean, one thing I absolutely loved is a constant ragging on LeBron James about his career. I thought that was fucking yeah. hilarious. Like, and if you're a basketball fan and kind of appreciate all the in-jokes about LeBron James, hilarious. I thought they were funny. There's the, I, we, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say there's a Michael Jordan section in this movie, a joke. Oh, yeah. Which, that's the part <laughs> that I laugh out loud. Like, that part to me was the part where I'm literally on my seat going, ah, ha, 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 ha. like, hilarious. Absolutely loved it. Um, so good. Um, and yeah, like Don Cheadle is this movie. Like, God, like he's the one person in this movie I think gets what this movie should be. I mean, he's just hamming it up. He's just over the top. He's brilliant. Like, I just, I want hashtag my Don Cheadle. I want Don Cheadle <laughs> as a as a hammy villain in everything because he's so good. I think my big like another issue too is that um, y- you know, while the original. It, it kind of played homage to the Looney Tunes and kind of it, it showed what the Looney Tunes should be. And if you grew up loving the Looney Tunes, you appreciated it. I'm not saying this doesn't do it, but it relies too much on, hey, look, we're a Warner Brothers movie, so let's throw in 101 references to all our movies. Like, some of that's funny. Some of it was okay, but it just gets a little bit too much. It's like, you know, I get it. You've got rights to all these movies, fantastic, but that's what Ready Player One was. You know, this mm. is... This is a Looney Tunes franchise. Like, is it just to a point where, I think as we talked in the last one, like the Looney Tunes are just really not a thing anymore in 2021. So they kind of have to rely on, hey, guess what, everyone? We've got Harry Potter. Guess what, everyone? We've got the Justice League. And I even saw, I think it was the, um, was it the pitch meeting video on YouTube where they're basically bagging it out, the fact that let's show references to all our movies from the early 2000s. Hey, remember Austin Powers and The Matrix? <laughs> like, it's kind of, you know, things that people really these days don't really get that much. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, that's one thing that I think I was very disappointed was the Looney Tunes-ness of it. Because while you have it, like, the animated section was probably maybe better than the original just because kind of that was really similar to what you got used to it. I kind of like the, the 3D real-life stuff that we got sort of in the original with Michael Jordan Whereas this one, like, I mean, was LeBron James just not available for half of this film, so they have to animate him for half of it? Like, I don't well, understand why half of it he's animated. I, I have a theory on that, uh, and I think that it goes back to what we were saying about how, at times, he's actually a better actor than Michael Jordan. Um, Jamie was really openly mocking his acting, uh, which, again, I told her, I'm like, boy, you gotta where you watch the original. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, but them making him a cartoon character during that middle section of the movie as opposed to live action LeBron with the Looney Tunes, you do lose a little bit of that, you know, space jam quality that you remember that it's that mix of live action, but it covers for his acting so well. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So you, you don't notice that he's not an actor during that section of the movie. So I think that's the reasoning for it was more than anything. Let's, if we're going to have two hours of this movie, which again, they shouldn't have had, Let's not make it so obvious for two hours that we have the world's worst actor in these sequences. Now, as for all the Warner Brothers properties, as you, you put the ad in there, to me, I think that that was the same type of novelty that they had for the original of, we're going to put Michael Jordan in the world of Looney Tunes. If you just did Space Jam again, people would say, this is just a direct remake of the original. Adding something extra that's sort of special that would give people that moment of, oh, that's so cool they included that in there. 
I, I like the idea of doing that. I think some of my favorite stuff was, oh, they included the Justice League. The Justice League stuff, more than anything, works for two reasons. One, they do animated Justice League for the most part. Uh, and it's, you know, you, you get to see Superman from the an- the 90s animated Superman. You get to see animated Wonder Woman, Batman and Robin and all that, uh, as opposed to live action. But I also agree with you that it, there's times where it just goes too far because they have like an extended sequence where they're just zooming through all the worlds. And there's stuff that I'm not a fan of, like mm. Harry Potter, where... If they had thrown it in once, I'm like, okay, that's a joke. Haha, <laughs> it's a Harry Potter thing. But when it gets to be the third or fourth time where there's a Harry Potter reference and I've seen all the Harry Potter movies and enjoyed one of them, <laughs> I just don't care. And I start to resent the fact that I'm seeing Harry Potter over and over again. Uh, I will say the end of this, which I, it's not really a spoiler, but because I think it, this is all over. Like, how many Easter eggs can you spot? Because the audience for the final game is all these Warner Brothers characters. It's also cheap in a way where they decide they, they want to show a sequence where they transport people from the real world, which are the ones that will surround our main characters so that you're not automatically having your eyes drawn to everything in the background instead of the story. But I feel like even just having in the back background all these characters was too distracting for the first half of this basketball game because I have no clue what happened during the first half. Like yeah. literally no clue because there's always something in the background. And I was focusing on who else can I spot? Cause I'm spotting like characters. From, they should not be in a Looney movie, like characters from a clockwork orange. Yeah. That's getting a you bit know? of controversy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm like, Oh, and look, there's the wicked witch and all these other ones. And I'm always just trying to see what I missed. And it was only halfway through where I'm like, I think I've seen it all where I paid attention to the story. So it gets to be too distracting at times. Having said that, I enjoyed being able to pick out all the characters. So if I know I'm not getting a real movie, I'm getting a commercial anyways. It's fun to be like, oh, look, there's a character from this random movie. I look, I, yeah, I, I like a lot of that. Look, I mean, I like seeing the mask. Like, that's kind of cool and things like that. But it's like... <laughs> remind me like, when you're done, remind me to tell you about the mask. The thing that I just... If we didn't have Ready Player One, like, if that hadn't been adapted yet, it wouldn't... Mm. Like, maybe it would be more like, oh, cool, this is cool. Like... But, I mean, this is where and a lot of people are comparing it to Ready Player One because that's kind of what we got. I mean, not to the level that we get in this movie, sure. But I don't know. Like, it's just... And, like, the basketball match for me, like, you know, I know you were kind of a bit low on the basketball match in the first one, but, I mean, to me, it's iconic. I love the basketball match. And you can follow the basketball match. This one just gets a bit silly because they're kind of like, oh, like, power-ups and style points. And it's kind of... There's nothing on the line, I feel, on the... Like, that's silly to say because it's Space Jam. It's not like it's the most realistic game of basketball either. But at least you can kind of... <laughs> follow it to a level or is this one it's like oh one basket you're gonna get twelve thousand points oh you don't need a three-pointer like you need to do this like it's kind of you know where this movie's going <laughs> um and then yeah. you know they kind of tie it into something whereas at least the original although not realistic still more realistic than this where you can sort of follow that okay mj just needs to do get a two-pointer with 10 seconds to go simple whereas this one oh lebron needs to do a triple four double pike with extra twist to posterize it to win by a thousand points like it's kind of huh? yeah well i i like that they brought in they modernized this to okay we're gonna incorporate video games and uh the the random rules you'll get in some of these goofier sports video games that I liked, but I think everything you're complaining about, I agree only because this game is too long. Uh, now, the original was long. This one is really long. And some of those little gags that they have were quite quite clever. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fire uh, 
16,000 basketballs and it all counts or whatever. Some of those gags are good. And then some of them you're like, okay, I'm over this already. How many more of these do we have to go? But that again comes down to how long this game is. Yeah. If you have, uh, it's sort of the, the rule of threes in, uh, in, in comedy. You know, if you want to repeat a joke, the first time it's funny. The second time you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. The third time, that's your punchline. If you repeat a joke more than three times, it's not funny anymore. That's the rule of threes. That's why and we're this not funny. Has, like, we just repeat the same joke over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Noah is racist. Can't get a date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it was ha, funny. Ha, hilarious. Oh, Sand is coarse enough near to hilarious. You know. Yeah. And you know, you know what? What? Hold on. Let's let's bring this back because I I feel we reached the rule of threes, but it's been long enough. Tanya Roberts still dead. Oh um, yeah, we haven't well, mentioned her in a while. Wait, wait, Tanya Roberts is alive. Breaking news. All right, there we go. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> is if you if you lay off for a while, you know, they surpass the rule of threes as long as you have a, a little bit of a downtime in between. But yeah, it, it does get to a point where you're like, okay, I, I, I'm done following this. It's been going on for 45 minutes now. Let's have a break from some of these little gags. Uh, onto the mask for a second, because of all the characters you spot in the background, I didn't, I think I saw the mask early on. But Jamie was saying, oh, did you see that? Carmen Sandiego. And I'm like, Carmen Sandiego? What? And she kept going on and on. No, there's Carmen Sandiego again. I'm like, where are you seeing this? And then she's like, after I think three or four times, she's like, wait a second. And not Carmen Sandiego. Who's that guy? I'm like, more descriptive than that, please. <laughs> that guy, the, the, the yellow jacket guy. I'm like, okay, you like his movie. The yellow jacket guy, the movie you like. And I'm like, the man in the yellow hat from Curious George? <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, no. He, he wears a yellow jacket, yellow hat. I'm like, you're still describing the man in the yellow hat. And then she's like, no, no, it's like a film noir thing. I'm like, I have literally no clue what you're talking about. I'm Googling film noir yellow jacket and finding nothing. And after a while, she's like, Dick Tracy. And I'm like, oh, Dick Tracy's in this? She's like, yeah, yeah, look. And all of a sudden it comes up like, wait, that's not Dick Tracy, that's the mask. I'm like, we just spent 10 minutes of this movie searching for Carmen San Diego, some random film noir guy in a yellow jacket, and Dick Tracy, and it's the mask who I saw and pointed out about 15 minutes ago. Wow. I really need to watch more movies with you two. Um, <laughs> just, uh, oh, let's do commentaries with Jamie. That would be gold. Oh, please, can we? I think we stay on topic on, on other ones. Because um, <laughs> I think I, I remember... Um, I was a year or so ago when they showed test footage of this, or there's a clip leaked or something. They were talking about the mask making an appearance. So I, I was looking out for the mask, or I was thinking that they were going to have like a scene where one of the Looney Tunes was in the mask. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a nice little thing. I, one thing that disappointed me, though, like, I mean, we talked up so much in the original, uh, the, the NBA players kind of outside of Michael yeah. Jordan, just the funness. Like, you get a couple of cameos in this. We won't spoil it, but it's not the same. Like, it's just kind of it's it's kind of a one-scene thing, and then they turn them into, like, sort of animated people, and it's just kind of like, eh. Like, I don't know if just they couldn't get people, uh, you know, like they could in the original, or maybe they thought, like, similar to what you said, like, oh, we did that in the first one, we don't need to do it again. Um, and I, obviously I like how, you know, they include some WNBA stars in this one as well. But I don't know. Like, I just feel they could have done more with that, particularly with LeBron. Like, the LeBron jokes were flowing fast. Like, do something a little bit more for the basketball fans. That's all I'm saying. Come on, the original did Again, yeah. hashtag not my Space Jam. Yeah, well, we talked about the original. I, uh, you know, I was a basketball fan more in the 90s, so I knew Scottie Pippen. I knew, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, 
uh, Patrick Ewing, all these guys, all the big stars. I haven't really followed basketball in over 20 years. So, I mean, I know LeBron James just from reputation, which was enough that I got the jokes of, oh, he's, you know, leaving for this team and he's leaving for this team and he wins again. Now, now am I right in assuming that the, the main joke here is that LeBron will change teams every year, but Pretty no matter much. where he goes, he wins still. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, it just uh, this is completely off topic from basketball or anything, but uh, just an argument that I've had with multiple people uh, against Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it sounds bad to be a Canadian against Wayne Gretzky, but uh, wow, you're just Wayne... about to get deported. Like <laughs> Canadian, <laughs> well, I... you got thesis is forming your house, right? <laughs> Canadians against Wayne Gretzky, the smallest fan club it's, in the country. <laughs> it's it's it's. it's... I, I, I'm saved only on the fact that I defend another Canadian player over him. Uh, so during the eighties, you know, Wayne, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Mark, Mark Messier. So most okay. people will say Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player of all time. I will argue Mark Messier is the greatest player of all time. People will say, well, Wayne Gretzky did this. He, I'm like, Wayne Gretzky was the sport. Yes. As an individual player accomplishments, maybe, but Wayne Gretzky won, I think four Stanley cups all on the Oilers, all playing with Mark Messier. Mark Messier, after Gretzky left, won three more Stanley Cups on two separate teams. Mark Messier was LeBron. He would go somewhere and he'd win a Stanley Cup without Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky never won it. I watched the 30 for 30 on Gretzky leaving the Oilers for the Los Angeles Kings. That's episode, they, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And, and they asked Wayne Gretzky uh, in, in that, like on camera, how many Stanley Cups did you win after you left? Zero. How <laughs> many did you win with the Oilers? Four. Like you could tell he, he took has the a bit Kings of like, to a Stanley Cup final. To the finals, yeah, but he never won one again. But then you have Marc Messier, which two years after Gretzky leaves, leads the Oilers to a Stanley Cup without Gretzky, leaves for the New York Rangers, wins two back-to-back Stanley Cups. To me, Marc Messier is LeBron. Like, that that's the guy. But anyways, that, I just wanted to get that out of the way so I can make my argument to the world, get people on my side. Marc Messier better than Wayne Gretzky. So you're trying to say that LeBron is better than MJ because I will kick you off this goddamn episode right now. Well, I, again, I don't <laughs> Basketball, so I can't say, but I'm saying if you're looking at success, if if the ultimate success is being able to win the championship, you know, it, it was I watched uh, uh, the 30 for 30 on Michael Jordan uh, leaving for bat or uh, leaving basketball for baseball as well, and uh, I think they even end that episode on the fact that you know he never really won again, right? Uh, so it's it's something with Michael Jordan being relatable to Wayne Gretzky, whereas LeBron being relatable to Mark Messier. What is the, is the ultimate success being the greatest all-around player or is the ultimate success having the most success in the most championships? Look, I look. It, this is a different show. We should be talking about this on the Oz Network Sports <laughs> coming soon in 2024. Which I'm glad we Gladly do that episode. Uh, glad Getting that show, Colin. four times as many downloads as Oz Network <laughs> listened off the podium. <laughs> we, we'll talk, but... um. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I've always been biased towards MJ, but I mean, I guess my argument would be for someone like MJ is that he didn't need to leave to go chase success. He built a team around him that was successful yeah. enough that he could win six rings and never have to go and chase that. Whereas I would argue LeBron, particularly the first time he left Cleveland to go and chase rings, you're chasing success by building a super team around you because you can't get mm-hmm. away. I would respect, respect LeBron a lot more if he built a team like MJ and stayed. And I, I sometimes reward loyalty. Um, and you know, but I'm not saying LeBron isn't great. LeBron is a fantastic player, and obviously that he gets success. He's won championships with three different teams. But I would argue two of them he got built a super team around him. So does that really count? But anyway, different episode, Colin. Uh, yeah. Hashtag MJ's but better. I I will agree. Even even just having 
limited knowledge on basketball over the last, you know, 15, 20 years and just sort of knowing LeBron by reputation, the jokes didn't get old with him. Like they, they yeah. played up much better than the original. And and I liked the original with the way they started off with everybody. Oh, that was a great strike out there, Michael. You know, <laughs> good job. Good job sucking. <laughs> that worked, but they didn't carry that through the movie, which is what I was saying in the beginning at the end of space jam, when they tack on that thing of him playing basketball again, you're like, Oh, so that's what the movie was supposed to be about. With this one, they remind you enough times that this running gag of, oh, you just leave so that you can, you know, it's all about the success. It's it's not about love of the game or anything like that. They actually did something in this, which I think they were successful at compared to the original, which is make a character arc. Just on sports news, Australia did beat Argentina 2 nothing. Yay, go us. And uh, yeah! As much, yeah! As much as I feel the Seattle Kraken will probably be my, like, uh, you know, second, third favorite team, whatever you want to say. Um, a little bit sad that uh, Mr. Giordano is going to Seattle. So, but I'm, hey. I'm very confused by the the Kraken's choices compared to the Golden Knights, what they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, because didn't I, I Seattle like like, f- like not get um, Price, and there was a couple other big names. They just go, now we don't want them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I started looking through their choice, I wasn't following it live. When I started looking through their choices, I'm like, they're really worried about their salary cap or something. Like they they had some. <laughs> some incredible players that sure would have cost them some money that they just passed on. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's unusual. Those, those jerseys are quite nice though. I just want to, oh, that amazing. I'm going to get one. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could have bought a bunch of Kraken merchandise in Victoria, but I didn't. Anyway, Oz Network Sports. This is the backdoor <laughs> pilot apparently coming soon. Um, I just want to mention the soundtrack. I've downloaded it. I've listened to it a few times. It's fine. But there's no iconic bangers, I feel, that you're going to get from the... I mean, we talked up how the original soundtrack is one of the greatest soundtracks of the 90s, maybe one of the greatest soundtracks in movie history. This one, like, there's not really a standout song. Like, Salt and Pepper have come out of retirement. That's good for them. Um, you know, Chance the Rapper, great. The Jonas Brothers. Um, woohoo! But I don't know, like, did did you have anything that really stood out for you uh, in this yeah. in this movie? I mean, the pump up the it jam, was, the newer version was kind of okay. Well, but, I, yeah. I was going to say the one that stood out to me was Ghetto Superstar, which is the, the old song that was included in this movie. But uh, not, I'm just choking on water. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even on the soundtrack, though. So Yeah, no, yeah. but but it, that, that, that's kind of my point. I mean, it, but again, I'll have a defense for that. Um I think the, the the nostalgia for the Space Jam soundtrack, which to me, I love the soundtrack way more than I love the movie. It, it was a different time in the 90s. I mean, you had, we had much music here in Canada, MTV in the States. I don't know if you had your equivalent in Australia. Channel V, you, probably you'd call it all. Yeah. Channel V, yeah. I mean, you could turn on much music or MTV or Channel V just in the middle of the afternoon and watch four straight hours of music videos and see all four videos from Space Jam on. That was just what people did to pass the time. Now everything's YouTube. You don't just sit there and wait for something to come on so that it grows on you. And, you know, when we grew up, if you, let's say even you're listening to the radio, you didn't have the skip button, you know? So I feel like it's a lot harder nowadays for anybody to just get into all music. You really, you find what you like and you listen to it. So it's, it's hard for me to say whether if you were to have the original Space Jam soundtrack come out now, whether people would be as attached to it as they are. I think that, what the first one had going for it was uh, Fly Like an Eagle, which I think was the first song they released. Because mm. it was a remake of a classic song, there was some familiarity with it, so it got more airplay. And then everything after, the, oh, it's another sp- song from Space Jam. Let me listen to this, and then another one, and another one. So maybe if you release the original Space Jam soundtrack now, if you didn't 
even if you didn't intend to, you you listened to all those songs about 50 times in the course of a week because it was just on all the time. We don't have that now. So if somebody were to listen to this Space Jam soundtrack about 100 times in a row, maybe we would catch on them. Uh, a good uh, equivalent of that would be, for me, the, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, which is probably one of the few soundtracks that really caught on mainstream, which sold a ton of copies and people had praise for the way that soundtracks used to be back in the nineties. You know, I think, uh, suicide squad guardians of the galaxy uh, into the spider verse, those someone's into the spider verse. You know, I had to listen to that soundtrack about three or four times for most of those songs to catch on to me, which you know came just as a result of watching the movie three or four times and being like, maybe I should actually get this soundtrack. So multiple listens would probably be needed, but th again, there's nothing bad in the soundtrack. There's nothing that really stood out to me too much but I'd probably have to be exposed to it the way that you were exposed to, you know, every song being played over and over again in the nineties, like the original. Yeah. It's a good summary. I mean, I'm seeing here's one of the reviews on Wikipedia saying pitchfork gave the soundtrack a 2.3 out of 10. It's not that bad, but like, I mean, I've probably listened to it through like four or five times and again, I don't hate it. Like it's fine, but there's just, just not a standout for me. Um, mm. And I like that. Like, I mean, that Sunflower song from Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favourite songs in the last few years. And Suicide Squad, yeah, great. Even, uh, you know, not a huge fan of Black Panther, but um, that had some great songs on it uh, as well. So kind of things along those lines. Um, the one song that I did like, though, as well, outside of the um, the Pump Up the Jam, the new mix of that one, uh, and this is somewhat of a spoiler, if not uh, sort of whatever, but I, I, I said to you during the original the opening montage, like the credits with that that epic sort of, yeah. you know, the first bit we hear, come on and slam and welcome to the gym with Michael Jordan highlights from his career. We get one with LeBron in this one. Yeah. It's uh, See Me Fly, Chance the Rapper and John Legend. Like, I, I like that song. And I thought you were going to say serious because that makes an appearance in this. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But um, it's it's not it's not quite the epicness of the original, but it was still pretty good. I like the LeBron <laughs> sort of uh, montage we get. So I'm glad that they... Play, but they they kept that up. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, the, as soon as I saw those opening credits, I'm like, okay, they are definitely going for the the nostalgia of let's the things that people loved in the original. Let's do our version of that. Uh, which even if you look at like the soundtrack, all the songs that are on there are sort of equivalents. You have the, the end credit song, which is their version of I Believe I Can Fly. You know, they've got a song, which is the equivalent of Hit Em High. They got a song, which is the equivalent of Fly Like an Eagle and all that. And then that opening credits, which is the equivalent of the original. Uh, some of the other things that I, I did want to mention that I sort of alluded to earlier on, uh, you know, obviously the villain, we get a live action villain this time. It, we sort of commented that it, it's almost odd that Danny DeVito's characters just there and there again, like they had him for limited hours because he's just doing voice work in the original and it, it, you lacked having that villain consistency throughout it that's why i think don Cheadle is better than danny devito in the original and, and then some of the other ones like i really did like his i don't know if he's supposed to be his, his assistant his friend the guy who's just sort of you know uh gets sucked in with the family uh at the end like he he was a standout i don't even know who this guy is uh, obviously standing in for the Wayne Knight role. You know, he's not as, I guess, familiar to audiences as Wayne Knight, but he was great. Uh, and then the family as well. I mean, I think definitely a step up that they give them a little bit more screen time and they actually get a few jokes in the, from them throughout the movie. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, he's not he's not Bill Murray. He's not Wayne Knight. But yeah, it's, it adds something to it. But yeah, I mean, 
Don Cheadle, like as I said, just is so goddamn good in this movie. Like he just like he just looks like he's having fun. And like he's, you know what he, you know he is? He's Elizabeth Hurley from Bedazzled. Hey, yeah, that's <laughs> the, the 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 resemblance is uncanny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a sexy man there. <laughs> that that is. I want her, uh, yeah, hashtag my Elizabeth Hurley. Um, but I mean, how old is Don Cheadle? He, he can't. He's fifty six. Wow, he's looking good. But um, God, I mean, he just he just it looks like he's having fun. Um, and and like, this is the thing, like to me, if the whole movie was like him, like the original bit silly, kind of making fun of itself, then I'm probably going to talk this up even more. Um, but I mean, that's just, I don't know. Like imagine getting Don Cheadle on a movie and say, you're going to be acting in the space jam sequel with LeBron James and Looney Tunes and all this kind of stuff. But like, he just, he just puts everything into it. Like, it's just so, so fun. Uh, so good. Uh, if he were to get a spinoff of this movie, I want Don Cheadle's spinoff. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will say, uh, without, <laughs> I almost wish we did a spoiler review on this just for so we could talk about the one sort of Michael Jordan part that we get in this movie. I'll say uh, it. Let's skip skip forward two minutes. Hey, I feel like it's not people, that bad. <laughs> if, if if people if people are listening to this right now and you don't want to have the best part of the movie spoiled, if you are listening, <laughs> and you haven't seen it. Skip forward now because we are going to give a spoiler right now. This is your alert. Spoiler alert coming. Spoiler alert coming. Han Solo dies. That's the spoiler. There we go. You can do back in. But no, we get all this talk about Michael Jordan and I think it's Daffy who's doing the announcement, is it? It's Sylvester. It's, oh, Sylvester, it's, yeah. It's Sylvester, yeah. Yeah, and, and you you get the 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 theme music, the serious Alan Parsons project. Yeah, and then they're giving the number and they're bringing him in Michael Jordan, and they pan up and it's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and like they play that joke for a while, though I was like roaring laughing. Jamie even said afterwards, like you uh you really like that part, huh? Like because she didn't she didn't she's not as big into Michael B. Jordan. What really made me excited about that though is aside from just laughing at how hilarious the joke is played is the thing he says about clear hearts, whatever, can't lose, that that that, thing, that speech he's giving, that's from Friday Night Lights, which was his breakthrough role. He was on the last two seasons. They sort of, they didn't pull a, you know, glee where they just kept all their actors on into their 30s. Uh, I think <laughs> you were going pull a glee where everyone up. dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too soon? But, uh, <laughs> but like, the, the Friday Night Lights was great because they're like, okay, when, when our actors graduate... They're moving on. We're bringing in new kids. And Michael B. Jordan was sort of their their star for the last two seasons. And that that the, the thing he's using to pump them up, that catchphrase, is the catchphrase from Friday Night Lights TV show, which made my top 20, I think, favorite TV shows of all time. So I had, like, this laugh-out-loud moment, and then I was, like, cheering. I'm like, yeah, that's from Friday Night Lights! And James was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Yeah, okay. I just, I, my favorite bit of the whole thing is, I think is, is it LeBron who says like, you couldn't get Michael A. Jordan, so you got Michael <laughs> B. Jordan. <laughs> and I just love the fact that he's just there chewing his popcorn and he's just basically like, well, I'll just sit in the crowd and this cat kind of got me in the thing. Like, <laughs> it's such an obvious freaking joke. Like, it's seriously, yeah. like we should have expected it because like I got spoiled um, when we did Space Jam. I think I mentioned it. Like I, I read on Wikipedia, I, I saw the words that said, Michael Jordan makes a cameo in the movie. So I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I wish I didn't know that. And like, obviously, I don't know if that was a legit rumor that they thought Michael Jordan was coming back. Um, but it was just so freaking funny. That was the yeah. one bit that I was just, okay, th- this is good. This is like people, people are coming in expecting to see Michael Jordan. You will be let down until you realize that the best joke of the movie is him not being in it. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and Bill Murray, let's just say, sort of appears in this movie. Kind of. Does he? If, if you watch the closing credits with kind of our photo little... Uh, Oh, you know, I, I, w- I was just sort of glancing in and out uh, during the closing credits, yeah, so I might have missed he's, that. He's, he's there. Serena Williams makes an appearance. because I did know, see that. Why not? Um, apparently I'm seeing here that they're already talking about a third movie, but instead of making it about basketball, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and wrestling. Um, so. <laughs> well, that was, I think we mentioned that on our uh, recap of the original, is that all the ideas they threw around afterwards were like Tiger yeah. Woods, it'll be Golf Jam, you know, and, and so on and so on. I think it's a missed opportunity to not do that. Now, the only problem is this works 25 years later because people haven't grown tired of the gimmick. If you just keep playing this out every year where you've got another something jam, it's going to fizzle out very quickly. So if you did it with The Rock, people would be interested because it's something completely different than basketball. If you just keep doing this with sports, if you do hockey jam or football jam, not going to be nearly the same. So if they were to do a third, obviously something like wrestling that's completely different would work. Plus, let's be honest, this is just what they do in franchises. You know, your franchise has grown stale, bring in The Rock. Well, exactly. I mean, God, isn't he coming to the Oz Network soon, I think? Like, oh, the Oz Network's getting stale. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys, Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Finally firing Noah and replacing him with The Rock. Finally, finally. Um, Yeah, I want Hockey Jam. I want Crosby Jam. You know, there he is. (laughs) Coming out in a penguin. No, no, we, we like finally got to give Messier his doom. I want, Me- you know what? It's funny. There's a commercial. I'm trying to remember who the other cameo was in it, but it's a, it, it, it's a commercial with Mark Messier that just started airing, and it's about somebody who's telemarketing Mark Messier. But it's like famous. Oh, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> so Stone Cold Steve Austin is a telemarketer, and he keeps calling. Can I speak to Mr. Mark Messier? And he's like, It's Messier. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Mark Messier. Like it's it's a, a hilarious commercial. But now you got Stone Cold and Mark. So Mark Messier is becoming a thing. Give me Mark Messier jam. I, I really do think that Colin's going to get deported. I still can't believe he's admitted that Wayne Gretzky's <laughs> Mark not the Messier's Canadian too. We need to be smart Canadians, not just proud Canadians. But, but that's like me saying that, and I'm going to be careful in saying this because they, they will come to my door, that like Crocodile Dundee fictional is better than the Crocodile Hunter. Like I'm gone. <laughs> like I'm, That's like me saying that... Um, that Jai Courtney is better than Hugh Jackman. Um, oh shit! I'm oh, getting, no, that's I'm just getting arrested. <laughs> I'm going to deport you for that. See what is, you want to know how great Hugh Jackman is? I'm just saying this right now. Again, we're on the, the page of the Olympics. Download off the podium. It's a great show. Hugh Jackman tweeted out a video wishing the Australian Olympic team luck. Where's Jai Courtney doing that? Yeah, exactly. What, what, what was was Hugh J- Jackman's background? The Los Angeles sunset. And he was saying this. <laughs> Just, you know, fanning himself. Come to LA 2028. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We get into to reviews, our, I, our reviews of it, I guess. I mean, reviews for this aren't doing too well. But um, I guess I mean, the original well, is not exactly see, compared a to the original. Because yeah. Jamie was saying before we started, it's like, oh, this movie can't be very good. It's got like a 30-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, I'd be curious to see what the original has, Jamie, again. Not that different. Uh, all I want to say is of all the this animated sequences that we get in this movie, uh, we talked about our favorite, you know, being Daffy Duck, uh, probably of the Looney Tunes characters. Uh, Daffy's introduction into this in the DC world is, for me, easily the best animated sequence of this movie. Uh, so I, I, I will also say that Lola's introduction. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. Uh, I think all of the Looney Tunes, when they bring them back in, you do get that moment of, oh, it's it's Porky, oh, it's Elmer. Uh, what is the random red thing? I have no idea what this creature is. 
Uh, I know what it is. Um, I've seen it before. Like it's in some of the old cartoons. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but like, I mean, they, 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 yeah, there's some random ones in this one that they really like. I mean, obviously Pebble Le Pew's been cancelled, so clearly Pebble Le Pew's yeah. not in this movie. But um, yeah, I, I've seen that before. Like, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called or anything along those lines. But um, there was there was another one in it where I'm like, really, you're playing. Smitty Gonzalez got a lot more in this movie, which is you know he, he really wasn't in the original much. Um, and Granny and uh, the Martian. The, Granny, they they do a nice uh, update on her. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like the Grannies and alcoholic jokes, and then the the her big basketball moment was good yeah no i don't mind that um but yeah i, I like the I, I like the fact that we get the wonder woman theme from the movies that yeah. <laughs> um and I, I okay i did i did like the uh i've never seen mad max uh any of them oh, but yeah. I, I like the <laughs> mad max sequence i actually did like the austin powers one i thought that was kind of funny yeah uh, and then the casablanca one was sort of Oh, yeah. That was clever. Like, you know how they do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the original got 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. This has got 31%. So, so there you go, millennials. They're both rotten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would disagree with the 44. But, uh, <laughs> and, and box office wise, 53.2 million, which I guess in pandemic times isn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I, mean, it's, I think they were saying that it opened uh slightly above or around what the original did which i don't know how you make comparisons like that when it is a pandemic i mean mm. even Bl- black widow is the biggest opening of the pandemic and it was like 80 million dollars if a marvel movie opened with 80 million dollars outside of a pandemic they'd be saying that's a disaster so i think 30 million it's i think the 30 million opening and what 50 something million total box office this is probably doing about the same business because we talked about the original we th- both thought that it was like wow, this was like one of the biggest movies of the year. And it's like, no, it was moderately successful. It wasn't like a huge, huge blockbuster or anything. It uh saying here that uh, it is the best opening weekend for a family film and the second highest for a Warner Brothers film of the pandemic behind Godzilla vs. Kong. So, uh, and only just missed out on Godzilla Kong by five, half a million. So nearly beat it. So there you go. Uh, yeah, what are you doing with this, Kong? You rented the original, you bastard yeah. um but you don't you don't think wayne gretzky's the greatest hockey player of all time so you know what what can we say i think mark messier is uh <laughs> and so does stone cold steve austin apparently um i'm really torn i i want to bin this movie and just say it's a high bin because it is way too long but i feel like if you had an edit of this if you cut a good 15 20 minutes out of this movie it's more passable so I'm very much teetering on a low rent and a high uh, bin. Um, I'm probably going to go with a low rent on this. So I did say, you know, uh, it was a respectable rent for the original Space Jam. Honestly, these movies are not far off as far as their enjoyment, their, their quality. If you don't have that much nostalgia for the original, you're not going to find there's that big of a difference. So I'm going to go with a lower rent on this one just because it's too long. Look, I was on a very similar page to you. I think at the end of the day, it's like, would I ever watch this movie again? Um, and look, I probably would. I probably just, it's probably a five years time. Oh, I haven't watched that since I saw it at the movies. Why mm. not? It's not like an Independence Day resurgence where I tried to watch it a couple of years ago, got 20 minutes <laughs> and I'm like, this is terrible. I'm not watching this again until we do it on this bloody show. Um, so I think that alone will give me a low rent. Um, I mean, I think I hold the original up so highly that, I was expecting this to be terrible and a blight on the Space Jam name. It's not. 
Um, yeah, it's not as good as the original. Yeah, it kind of takes itself too seriously at times, but there's enough in it, which is kind of just, it's a bit of silly, goofy fun, and you can go, okay, sure, why not? Um, you know, it's, I mean, to me, this is just exactly like comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I love Michael Jordan. He was a hero to me growing up. He's one of my favorite people of all time. Idolize the guy and absolutely love him. LeBron, I don't dislike him. He's fine. He's there. I respect his achievements. I respect he exists. Good for LeBron James. <laughs> I respect his existence. Good. I'm glad you are on this planet, LeBron. If I met you, I would shake your hand and invite you onto the show. Um, yeah, but outside of that, not a whole lot. So, yeah, low rent. Like, I, I was okay with this movie. It, I didn't walk out burning copies of LeBron James shirts and stuff. So, yeah. 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 Scott Morrison, yeah. thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> um, it's now available in cinemas. And where can you watch it on HBO Max or whatever the hell it is? Or can you still? Unless, well, I think it's HBO Max. I mean, here in Canada, we don't have that. You have to pay $25 for it. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, 25 you make You make nearly that man on a phone call on a Saturday. I know, you know, I haven't started work yet, um, but uh, I make more in my off hours not working than I do (laughs) my on hours. (laughs) You're waiting for that phone call. (laughs) I could have paid for it. I'm just just banking all my money to watch Black Widow next week. (laughs) And speaking of which, um, Black Widow will be our next uh, spoiler-free review, Mm -hmm. hopefully in the next week or so. I've seen it. It exists. Um, you haven't, so you can't really comment on it. Are you excited to see Black Widow? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm excited enough that uh, uh, I'm going to see any Marvel movie, no matter what. Uh, I've, I've already said I think Marvel fans are probably have those Space Jam goggles on a lot of times, and they don't acknowledge a lot of the garbage that's in the Marvel movies, just because if Marvel did it, it must be amazing. Uh, so I really don't know how I'm going to feel about this movie, but I'm excited regardless. Uh, I could have just bought this on Disney Plus for $35. Wow. Would have taken me three phone calls to actually uh, make that money. But um, I really wanted to see this in theaters. I I needed to wait for theaters to open again here, which they opened four days ago here. Um, Five days ago, but I had to wait to get my proof of vaccination thing before I could see it. And I've got no time this week. So I will be going this weekend. So we'll have it within the next week. We'll have the review for it. But I really wanted to see this on a big screen. I don't know if it's going to be something where after I'm like, well, I could have just paid the $35. No, there's no way I want to say I'm paying $35 to Disney+. Plus. With a connection to 007, download now. There was a lot of talk about how this is like a big connection to a James Bond movie. And I will say that you see a scene of Moonraker in this movie uh, (laughs) and it's very brief. But then everyone's like, oh, it's a homage to Moonraker and... There's stuff in the final scene where I'm like, okay, sure. But I'm just saying this right now, much more of a bigger Quantum of Solace connection to this movie. <laughs> there are two actors from Quantum of Solace in this movie who are uh, in very prominent roles. So um, I, I, Now I'm just picturing Black Widow, the very closing scene, Hawkeye, take me around the world one more time. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Keeping <laughs> the... No, that's the wrong movie. Um, Keeping <laughs> the Russian re-entry. <laughs> There it is. That's what I'm saying. And I want to say this right now. I, I love Scarlett Johansson. I have nothing against Scarlett Johansson. Hashtag not my most beautiful woman in the world, but she's a, a beautiful woman. Uh, Florence P- Pug, 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 whatever her name is. Yeah. 
She's she's good in this movie. I I, I, I was, enjoy I enjoy Florence Pugh Pugh Pugh. I was Pugh. telling Jamie from the trailers. Oh my god, I'm not going to be paying attention to Black Widow. <laughs> no, and Rachel Weisz. Whew, she's oh looking yeah, good for about eighty. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so almost are the as men. old as I am. <laughs> so are the men in this movie. I'm not trying to be a, a equal opportunity perv or whatever it is. But anyway, Black Widow. It it exists. That's all I can say about my <laughs> thoughts on it. <laughs> Uh, so tune in for that. Meanwhile, outside of this, uh, 24 episodes, uh, dropping Breaking Bad. Uh, our great interview with Jacqueline Rosen is yes. up. Janet from 24, listen to that. Um, and if you missed our James Buchanan interview, not James Buchanan, James Morrison, Bill Buchanan from 24 <laughs> a week ago, listen to that. Uh, we're hoping to have some more movie recaps, proper ones coming soon. John claude Van Damme month is around the corner. We're finally going to do the Mighty Ducks movies as mm-hmm. well as a review of the TV series of the same name. So stay tuned for that and I uh, hope there's some other things. But 007, if you like us, we've got more great things. And off the podium, download. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, happening. The hottest the podcast in Argentina right now. I know, in Paraguay. Very hot. Oh, Paraguay, that's the one it was, yeah. Well, Argentina too, sure. Same thing, aren't they? I don't know. They started a <laughs> war, I think. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you tuning in. And we appreciate you because you're good people. Uh, my name is Ben, and I bet Will Smith never had to deal with this. And my name is Colin. Mark Messier over Wayne Gretzky. Don't deport me. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.